0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody. Your favorite good podcast about bad relationships. And we are back for season 17.
0: My name is Stacy. Hey, everybody. I'm Alicia. Thanks for joining us today. We have got the best of times, the worst of crimes, (laughs) the getaway car divorce saga of everybody's favorite blonde teenager from that very (laughs) famous zip code, 90210. Very
1: very famous zip code. I've got the trashy
0: divorces of Jenny Garth today. Mm -hmm. Really good stories. Before we begin, though, as we kick off this season 17, 2023 I do have a magic mirror Yes, with some kind shout outs, some big thanks and praise for a few different folks. First up, Trash Pandas, thank you for all your kind holiday and New Year's wishes, your cards, your greetings. We truly do have the best community. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Also, thank you to our new
1: Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash Divorces. Thanks to Jennifer P.,
0: Valerie, Kelly H., Jessica S., Amy S, Kate A, Valentine, and a brand new super supporter, Carrie A. We're so grateful for all of you in that community getting ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, always something happening over there. I do want to give a shout out to Asia, to one of our newer listeners. We mm-hmm. had an encounter in our local neighborhood this week and mm-hmm. wanted to make sure to give her a little trashy love. Absolutely. All
1: right, Alicia, if we're going to get season 17 going, what do we need to do?
0: We need to get in the getaway car. Okay. X marks the spot (laughs) and go, go, go. All
1: right, Alicia, use your season 17 kickoff magic to transport us through time
0: and space to America's most famous zip code. 90210. That's the one. That's the one. Jenny Garth went from a normal high school girl in Arizona to a famous television actress starring in Beverly Hills 90210 in a very short period of time. The adjustment was not always an easy one. <laughs> Over the years, Jenny has struggled to find the right balance between stardom and privacy, as well as between family and career. Things we all understand. hmm Especially the balance between stardom and privacy.
1: Well, I mean, you and I being super celebs. now. I'm kidding.
0: I throw folks off because I wear my house shoes to the grocery store. Exactly. (laughs) Those are slippers for people outside the South. Right. Jenny Garth is very different than the character of Kelly Taylor that she played on 90210 where we first got to know her. Through the years, she's handled most of her challenges with a great deal of class and grace. Jenny Garth has had some relationship disappointments along the way. Excellent. So what we're here for. She's been divorced twice and came close to a third divorce not too long ago. But now at the age of 50, she's settled happy and has made peace with her past. Love it. Let's talk about it. Redemption arc. Jennifer Eve Garth was born on April 3rd, 1972 in Urbana, Illinois. She was the youngest of a large blended family. Her parents were both married once before and each had three children from their previous marriages. So Jenny's born into like a real life version of Brady Bunch. You got it. Yeah, I was like, why am I hearing the Brady Bunch song in Real life version of the Brady Bunch. Jenny's the only child that her parents have together. Large family, grows up on a ranch, and has a very simple Midwestern kind of life. When Jenny was still very young, her dad, this is so sad, had the first of what would end up being many heart attacks. Mm. So after the first heart attack, dad had open heart surgery, but never really fully recovered. Dad's health struggles really impacted Jenny as a l- child, as a little girl, because her father, who was always strong and invincible, was now much weaker and right. unable just to physically do the things they had done before. Sure. Jenny writes that after his first heart attack and surgery, she always felt like she was waiting for something terrifying and awful to happen to her dad.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
0: When Jenny's 12, her father's doctors recommended that he move to a warmer and drier climate. So the family packs up and moves to Arizona. Can't get much warmer and drier than that. Yep. This move with the family will also make a major impact on Jenny because... Illinois, right, is all she knows, and now she's going to be the new girl at school in a territory that's unfamiliar, like she's across the country, new surroundings, new people. The entire family's mission literally just became keep dad alive. Right. So Jenny, new environment, new school, she's lonely, she's scared, everything has changed. Eventually settled in as much as possible in Arizona, Jenny starts to take dance lessons at a studio near her house. And Jenny's mom, noticing how withdrawn her daughter had become, Jenny's mom is trying whatever she can think of and afford to help her daughter return to her joyful, sweet self of early childhood where she's not just waiting for the next shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. Mom enrolls Jenny in modeling school. And pretty soon, Jenny's modeling locally and getting paid. And the paychecks, although small to begin with, really help her parents, who had been struggling financially since her dad had been unable to work. Hmm. Modeling leads to a pageant. I've seen it happen oh, a few my times. Gosh. When Jenny is a freshman in high school, the inevitability of discovery. Okay, what ahead. do you think happens? She goes to the
1: pageant and she wins.
0: Well, she's spotted by a talent agency. Okay. Oh, the yeah. inevitability of discovery, right? Sure. Eventually this leads Jenny and her mom leaving dad in Arizona, and the two of them move out to Los Angeles so mm. Jenny could start auditioning for television shows. Interesting. Jenny enrolls like many of our TD alums in North Hollywood High School and begins earnestly pursuing an acting career. She takes acting classes at night and waitresses for money and whatever free time she had. After a few months, she gets her first one-time guest spot on the sitcom Growing Pains. Remember Growing Pains? I do
1: remember Growing Pains.
0: Jenny then does a TV movie called Teen Angel Returns. (laughs) Sure. This co-stars another young actor at the time. You know him. His name is Jason Priestley.
1: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay. So they starred together back Mm -hmm. when they, like, long before the 90210 days. A few other parts come Jenny's way, and she'll hear about a casting call for a new show from legendary producer Aaron Aaron Spelling. Spelling. Jenny's 17 years old, and she decides she's going to try out. We all know how this story ends. Jenny Garth would be cast as Kelly Taylor on Beverly Hills and 90210, which would become a bigger hit Than anyone could have ever imagined, predicted.
1: Yeah. It was a cultural thing for people of a certain age. Juggernaut. In the
0: 90s, yeah. Jenny's previous co-star, Jason Priestley, would also be cast on the show. Jenny's life would be changed forever. And this girl from a small town in Illinois was thrust into the spotlight. Fame and, and media attention... Like, you could not believe. I'm
1: sure it was a frenzy, uh yeah. I mean, these, like, young, beautiful, sudden stars, like, yeah, of course.
0: But it's also an Aaron Spelling production. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Spelling doesn't mess around. So the shooting hours are long and grueling. And the cast, every one of them, really does become a superstar. Jenny Garth writes, What happened to us was nuts. It was madness. Pandemonium. Huh. No, it really was totally ridiculous and utterly and completely overwhelming. Aaron Spelling has to hire bodyguards for the cast. That is just how popular each member of the cast was. Jenny would be on the set for 12 or 14 hours a day, then go straight home in a ready bulletproof car. Scurry into her house and not leave again until it was time to go to work the next day.
1: I'm. Glad that we're so focused on mental health in our country.
0: (laughs) She will say it was isolating, exhausting, Uh, and lonely. Wow. It will also take a toll on her physically and mentally. It was probably also occasionally
1: terrifying. I'm going to guess there were threats and things coming in that prompted all of this. So it's no surprise
0: that Jenny begins having major anxiety Mm -hmm. and panic attacks. Sure. She's making a great deal of money, which is... Super helpful for her family and treating her father's medical issues. But the money also creates anxiety because Jenny never knows who's interested in being around her for for her, her, not just fame money access. As a hanger on, yeah. So, unfortunately, Jenny has very few people that she could talk to and spend time with. Which brings us around to marriage number one with all of the chaos in Jenny's life. It is not entirely surprising that she sought some type of permanence, some kind of normalcy. Jenny feels so lonely in the midst of her fame and longs for companionship and a stable relationship. But the way she hoped to get those things were probably, perhaps, not the wisest choice. Marrying at the young age of 22 is difficult under any circumstances. However, when you're a famous television star... It can be even harder. Mm-hmm. Jenny meets Dan Clark, an aspiring drummer.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: They're a mutual friend. <laughs> Was the bass player busy? Like, what? Dan Clark will remind Jenny a great deal of her dad, which to her is very mm-hmm. comforting and mm-hmm. appealing. And after a little bit of dating, Dan moves into Jenny's house and they convert the guest house of her home into a music studio for him. Mm-hmm. Rhythm is my life. Rhythm is my life. Jenny does, write. spend long days on the set of 90210. And Dan will spend his time in the music scene of L.A. In her 2014 memoir, Deep Thoughts from a Hollywood Blonde, Jenny Garth writes, We were two kids playing house, taking my crazy fame ride together. Now I didn't have to walk the red carpet alone. Dan would be there for me. And now when I had to do publicity or promotional events... I had someone to hold my hand when things felt overwhelming or my sense of vulnerability would start to tip over into panic. Most importantly, I had someone there when I came home at night. This was incredibly reassuring and it gave my life the kind of settled vibe that I had been aching for. Jenny will go on to say that she was so grateful to have Drummer Dan that she basically, quote, ran down the aisle with him (laughs) as soon as she could, unquote. Which happened to be just a few weeks after her 22nd birthday.
1: Yeah, that that's just
0: very young. She will continue, quote, I couldn't see or say this clearly back then, but the truth was, marrying Dan, sad to say, wasn't about Dan. It was about looking for security. It was about wanting to feel looked after. So when Dan asked me to marry him, I said yes. That's such a... I mean, it Relatable. Relatable. But you can't say, like, Jenny wasn't warned, because she'll admit that although everyone really liked Drummer Dan, he was truly a nice guy, a lot of people tried to gently persuade her just to wait before getting married. It's not because we don't like him. Mm -hmm. It's because you're 22. Barely 22. Yeah, I mean, no one thought he was right for Jenny, And as is often the case, other people could see her motivations for marrying him more clearly than maybe she could see them for herself. Luke Perry Hmm. does not agree that Drummer Dan is a great choice of a husband. He will give Jenny and Dan a wedding gift of a Mr. Loaf bread maker, which Jenny says she understood the meaning behind. Think about that. The couple plans their wedding and they want it to be a small private affair. They are married. Here's a little spider web for you by spiritual leader and author, Marianne Williamson Hmm. in a friend's Beverly Hills backyard. Interesting. Jenny's manager tells her that while they're waiting for the ceremony to begin, Aaron spelling turns to him and says, when they ask if anyone objects, who's going to speak up? You or me? My God. Uh, yeah, okay. No one did. Jenny Mm -hmm. says that she and Dan were happy together as newlyweds for just a few months, but once the novelty of being newlyweds sort of wears off, Jenny quickly realizes that she is not ready to be married. One major issue is that they never really saw each other with her grueling shooting schedule. She writes, I had the classic quote unquote starter marriage and anyone who has had One of those knows that they are excellent labs for learning exactly what you don't want your married life to look like. It was a pretty invaluable lesson, and because of that, it's a decision I don't regret for a second. You don't know what love is until you know what love is not. Well, but, I mean, she probably got to keep the Mr. Loaf bread maker, so... Let's hope. (laughs) So here's Jenny. She's trying to figure out what to do with her failing marriage. And during a filming hiatus for 90210, Jenny heads to Arizona to star in a made-for-TV movie called An Unfinished Affair. When Jenny arrives on the movie set, she will meet her young co-star, a young, handsome actor named Peter Facinelli. Hmm. Jenny describes it as getting flattened by a meteor because the attraction was so strong. Ooh, that's tough. Jenny knows she can no longer put off ending her marriage and decides to call Drummer Dan. Dan doesn't put up too much of a fight. He's apparently in agreement that they are not meant to be. He doesn't qualm about the divorce. It's 1996. Jenny's 23 years old. In. One year. In and out. First marriage done. Really was a starter marriage. Okay. Jenny Garth is on to greener pastures. We're going to take a break and come back and see what those greener pastures are. After we hear from our sponsors this week. See you on the flip.
1: All right, Alicia, take us through the greener pastures of Jenny Garth's subsequent romances.
0: Now, here's the thing I really do respect about Jenny Garth. American girl through and through. This is the straight up way to do this. Whoa, I just saw a dude who rocked <laughs> every cell of my body. I know I don't want to be married. You probably know you don't want to be married. Jenny calls Drummer Dan. Mm-hmm. Dude, we need to be done with this. As soon as Jenny hangs up the phone from Drummer Dan, she goes about falling in love with her new co-star. Wow. Like Okay. It's that fast. All right. Peter Facinelli is 21. He's from a large Italian family. He has grown up in Queens. Jenny describes him this way, quote, He was young and a perfect mix of cool and dorky and so open and alive, unquote. Cool and dorky. It's a killer combo. I don't know. You, you Crushes. get a balance, right? Oof. Crushes and first love. That mm-hmm. feeling is just such a, like, renewable resource. The two have an amazing time getting to know each other. She'll write with Peter. I felt like I was discovering that the world was indeed big, fat, and round. But more than that, I was discovering that you could feel terrified and wonderful all at the same time. This was big, big happy news to me given how anxious I'd been for so much of my life. Kind of interesting. After the shooting for an unfinished affair wrapped, Peter moves to Los Angeles to be near Jenny. They spend as much time together as they possibly can. Jenny writes, it was the most beautiful, exciting time of my life. Don't go in the guest house. It's a drum studio. (laughs) So things are going great for Jenny, both personally and professionally. Her career is thriving. She had begun to manage the stress of fame a little bit better. She's also head over heels in love with Peter. When Jenny and Peter had been together about six months, Jenny realized she was pregnant. They're both shocked, but thrilled by the news. And Jenny's mostly concerned about having to tell Aaron Spelling. I can imagine. It was awkward for her to tell him because Mm -hmm. she knew her character's storyline would not be including a pregnancy. However, a lawsuit about this very thing had just happened, and it made Jenny feel confident that she wouldn't lose her job. What was that scandal? Let's go back and talk about just, Melrose Place for a moment. Okay. Hunter Tylo, who was an actress on Melrose Place, had promptly been fired when she told her producers on the show that she was pregnant.
1: Was was that not a Spelling production? I thought it was. It was. It was. Okay. Oh, so. Yeah.
0: So her role was recast with Lisa Rinna. Mm-hmm. So Hunter Tylo sued Aaron Spelling. The jury was so outraged by the case, sure. they actually doubled the sum that she'd been seeking, and she was awarded $4.8 million. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow, yeah, you just got to learn to hold a basketball very strategically.
0: Purses. Remember that Olivia Pope season coats, with that gorgeous uh-huh. handbag? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That her was nice. wine glasses just got bigger and bigger, bigger and so bigger. you couldn't see. <laughs> Jenny does not experience any problems. Mm-hmm. To her delight, Aaron Spelling is very gracious and supportive. When she tells him her news, I don't know what else Aaron Spelling could have been at that point. After losing $5 million, give or take. As the pregnancy progressed, it does become more and more difficult to disguise it on the show.
1: Jenny, if you could just open the fridge door and just sort of stand behind it for this shot, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Here's a handbag.
0: Here's a beach ball. Mm, Yes, lots of beach Here's a picnic basket to go on the beach. It is at the end of June 1997 that the couple shares delight, thrilled with delight at the birth of their... Beach ball. first daughter. Now, if you... Think you miss Jenny's wedding to Peter Facinelli. Just wait. The couple falls in love. They have their daughter. 90210 ends after a ten-year run, and then Jenny and Peter decide to get married. Hm. Jenny converts to Catholicism, so they could have a traditional Catholic mass at their wedding. This happens January the twentieth, two thousand and one. All of Peter and Jenny's sisters were bridesmaids, along with her 90210 co-stars. Tori Spelling and Tiffany Thiessen, their daughter serves as a flower girl. The wedding's beautiful. It's attended by all the people the couple loved. Everyone has an amazing time. Wedding great, reception great. Jenny says she couldn't get any happier. In 2002, Jenny gets great news that she had been cast in a new sitcom that she'd been lobbying for called What I Like About You. The show was about two sisters living in New York City, the older sister, Jenny Garth, being responsible and kind of a parent figure to her younger teenage sister, played by Amanda Bynes. Jenny loved her new character on What I Like About You. She was a high-strung, OCD older sister that felt Amanda Bynes' character, unpredictable and erratic teenage little sister, was the perfect kind of counterbalance for the show. Jenny's also looking forward to doing some comedy after doing so many dramatic storylines over on the Beverly Hills right, 90210 right. side. Off screen, Jenny and Amanda get along great as well. Jenny describes Amanda Bynes as free, uncomplicated, and easy. But just as the excitement of getting back to work set in, Jenny discovered that she was pregnant with her second child. Hmm. The show's producers were supportive. Everyone worked together to disguise the pregnancy for the show. Beach balls. I don't think you get that in New York City. They can have beach balls in New York. I mean, sure. But if you're living in the city... There's no rule against. Handbags, sigwinter coats. Jenny's timing is great because just like her first daughter, this baby is due right at the end of shooting for the season. Hmm. The show wraps its first season just after Thanksgiving, 2002. And second daughter is born beginning of December, 2002. First daughter is now five. Everybody has fallen in love with new baby. Jenny Garth's life seems perfect. Perfect. What I Like About You runs on the WB network for four seasons. Hmm. This is from 2002 to 2006. And Jenny loves the experience. She'll write... What I like about you was a fantastic work experience. It allowed me to work in town and be with my growing family, and I felt truly liberated doing comedy. I loved my colleagues, especially Amanda, and I loved freeing up that part of me that never saw the light of day on 90210. It definitely helped me stretch and grow, not just as an actress, but as a mother, a woman, a person. It was simply a great gig. Meanwhile, Peter Faccinelli's career is also going well, but it would be just a few more years before he becomes a really recognizable star when he would appear in the Twilight Saga movies and in the HBO hit Nurse Jackie. Mm -hmm. Great show. Jenny will learn she's pregnant for the third time. As What I Like About You was rapping. Jenny's thrilled to be able to thoroughly enjoy this pregnancy without having to worry about work and Hiding the baby bump with the beach ball or sure. a picnic basket. Sure, the props department was relieved as well. <laughs> Bet they were. Put that other Garth wardrobe to the side. We're good this year. Jenny's third and final child, another daughter, was born in September of two thousand and six. It is in two thousand and seven that Jenny takes on an enormous challenge by competing on <gasps> Dancing with no. the Stars. Her dancing partner was Derek Cuff, and as much as Jenny really likes Derek Cuff. She never gets over the feeling that she's dancing with a child, which was awkward for her, given the sexy nature of some of the choreography. Hmm. It's Derek Huff's first season on the show. She doesn't know what she's doing. It's his first season. So it's a bit confusing for both of them. So just a much younger guy and it kind of icks her out a little bit? A little bit. But look at the transformations, right, that we've seen on people who go on Dancing with the Stars. The entire experience for Jenny proves far more difficult and demanding than she ever expected. Hmm. Jenny makes it to the semifinals, but is not disappointed to be voted off just because <sighs> she's so tired. Yeah. She's exhausted. Like when you're in that, you're mm-hmm. rehearsing. Three like, yeah. Osmond lost a hundred pounds. Like it's gruel It is a grueling physical experience. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Earlier this year, Jenny shared her thoughts on that experience. On the podcast Behind the Velvet Rope, Hmm. she said, I had no idea what I was really getting into at that time. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. I had had a six-month-old baby at home. Derek Huff was my partner, and it was his first season on the show, and he didn't know what he was doing either. Garth admits she did way better, quote-unquote, that she thought she was going to do during the competition, but by the time she made it to the semifinals, she was ready to go. I was like, please vote me off, please. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was so relieved when I got voted off. Ah, oh, 2008. Sad, sad year. Jenny has a massive blow with the death of her father. Hmm. She had always been so close to him, and he had been sick for such a long time. I was going to say, I mean,
1: if he had cardiac disease from, like, the 80s forward, that's a it's pretty remarkable. But
0: again, a really relatable feeling. Yeah. No, oh yeah. child is, you know prepared to lose a parent grief is terrible and her grief consumes her. And Jenny said, she felt like she just wanted to sleep forever. Something shifted for me. Some place of mistrust and distrust broke open and it caused me to turn inward to close myself off. Even from the people I loved best. Jenny's grieving process along with Peter's busy work schedule takes a toll on the marriage. In an attempt to get some space and clear her mind, Jenny decides to pack up the kids and move to the country. Hmm. Peter agrees to this, and they buy land up in the Santa Inez Valley. They build an eco-friendly ranch. Hmm. And once they had developed building plans, they thought it made sense to pitch the experience as a reality show. Following the process of them building their dream greenhouse. Hmm. Country Music Network CMT likes the idea and jumps on it.
1: Interesting, okay.
0: But before the show begins shooting, Peter comes home one day and tells Jenny that he doesn't think he wants to be married to her anymore. Yikes. So he suggested they separate so they could both figure out what they needed to do. Hmm. And although Jenny knows her marriage had been in trouble, and that she was still in deep despair and emotionally unavailable, She just didn't quite expect that Peter had gotten to a place where he was the one willing to end the marriage. Jenny writes in her memoir, I had become a shadow of myself and without feeling like I had any control over it, I had been fading farther and farther away from him. I wanted things to be different. I wanted to be different. But here we were. I was devastated by the news that he was no longer in love with me. I was in a complete haze with no sense of which way was up. In the middle of all of this, Jenny will decide to go ahead and film the reality show for CMT. She said she knew it was probably a bad idea, but she just didn't have the strength to say no. Sure. Quote, so I found myself moving into production on a show about my life, a life that lay broken at my feet. Unquote.
1: Wow. So much for your lighthearted
0: little reality show about your greenhouse or whatever peter facinelli filed for divorce in the spring of 2012 and the couple will make the following statement to us weekly after facinelli filed while we have decided to end our marriage we both share the same deep love and devotion to our children we remain dedicated to raising our beautiful daughters together we ask for privacy and respect during this time Once the media does get news of the divorce, things get a little bit more complicated for Jenny and her daughters. Luckily, though, the pop, the paparazzi attention doesn't really last too long, and they quickly move on to newer and more interesting stories. For Jenny, one of the worst experiences was the first time her girls went to stay at Peter's house. Mm -hmm. Jenny has no idea what to do with herself, and the intense quiet leaves her with no distractions which mm. can a little be a little bit scary sometimes. I'm
1: sure, yeah, jarring. A lot of changes she did not ask for or necessarily want.
0: Fortunately, after being tempted to indulge in more destructive things, Jenny's going to choose a less destructive thing and she decides to compulsively clean. Mm. Jenny will clean herself into exhaustion and finally just fall asleep, waking up to the sound of her phone ringing with her girls telling her good morning. At that point, Jenny kind of has a moment. She realizes that she could do this. She would survive. Jenny does not mention the possibility of an affair in her book, but the rumors, the trashy gossip mill, so to speak, is that Peter Facinelli had an affair. Those were pretty widespread. The alleged cheating happened in Vancouver, Hmm. Canada, while he was there filming the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn film. The website and Vagabond reported, quote, Peter had been seeing another woman for quite some time. They, Jenny and Peter, tried to make it work for the sake of their children, and Jenny played housewife for as long as she could, but finally had had enough, unquote. Both Jenny Garth and Peter Facinelli deny the rumors of an affair, telling People Magazine, quote, there are rumors out there which are completely untrue and hurtful to our family. We just want to make it very clear. There are no third parties involved, unquote. In April 2022, Facinelli was on the podcast Allison Interviews and said this when asked about what went wrong in his marriage to Jenny Garth. What did he say? Every relationship is different. When you're in love with this new person, you're going to respond differently than I would have with my ex-wife, actress Jenny Garth. I think in relationships in the beginning, they're wonderful. You have this honeymoon period, and it's fantastic. Slowly, over time, somebody might say something that is kind of hurtful. The other person might permit it, and then they get into a habit. So bad things can become habitual. The way you start to treat each other, giving the other person permission or an allowance to talk to you in a certain way. Everyone has a bad day, but if that person talks to you in a certain way or does something, then all of a sudden they feel like they have permission to do that because you didn't say, that hurt my feelings. You didn't speak up. All of a sudden it gets habitual and it grows, and then you get resentful. When you try to change those habits, I was actually telling a friend about this, a relationship is like a tree. In the beginning, if it starts to bend, you can correct it, but if you allow it to continue on that path, there's nothing you can do to bend it back because it has already grown in that way and solidified. Garth and Facinelli were able to co-parent their daughters successfully and peacefully post-divorce. Jenny also took some much-needed time to refocus on herself as well. She'll decide to move back to Los Angeles after the stint in the country
1: sure up in the mountains
0: we do have one more marriage to get to but not a divorce an almost divorce okay let's take another quick break okay and come back for the last of our pastures with jenny garth
1: sounds great okay alicia so not divorced not divorced yet
0: marriage number three marriage number three dave abrams it is in july 2015 that jenny garth will take the plunge into marriage For the third time, this time to actor David Abrams, the couple had met on a blind date just that previous fall. Hmm. And despite her time of self-reflection and quiet contemplation following her previous divorce, Jenny Garth decides to accept Abrams' proposal after only a few months of dating. She's not that interested in a long engagement, apparently, because the couple will marry only a few months after that. What's the rush, Jenny Garth? The wedding was an intimate affair, and the couple told People magazine it was the perfect night. And there you have it. Jenny Garth was going to get her happily ever after, after all, until, until Uh oh. Dave Abrams files for divorce in April 2018, citing irreconcilable differences. You got it. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite. That's not the worst part. What's the worst part? Yeah, what is the worst part? X marks the spot where we fell apart. Jenny finds out that he filed for divorce from TMZ. Oh, God. That is not... mm. Yeah. I don't know. I've been flipping between American Girl and Getaway Car Mm -hmm. for the title, but I think we're going to have to go with Getaway Car. Okay. So, Jenny knows the marriage is having issues. Like, if you're in a relationship and you're having problems,
1: everybody knows
0: you're having problems. I mean, the two of you should. In fact, the two had already been living separately for a while. But yeah, a heads up. Like, hey, I'm gonna put these papers in, like... When the media finds out about the separation just two years after the wedding, a source close to the couple tells Us Weekly, they love each other, but like every marriage, it takes work. Jenny's taking the time to focus on her girls and herself. So, right, things are great. You're living separately. But Jenny is blindsided by this news that her husband had filed for divorce without telling her, yeah, talking about it. Once sweet Jenny had a chance to process the shock, she was, quote unquote, devastated, embarrassed to be getting divorced again. But Jenny's going to take some control back in this situation and offers the storyline to the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot that she was starring in that she co-created, With one of her BFFs, Tori Spelling. Jenny Garth says, I found out he filed for divorce from TMZ. That was a big deal for me. So we used it in the show. Because why not use the things that hurt us most Mm -hmm. and then take the power out of them and make them funny? (laughs) I mean, that's what you do. I mean, it's... When you can find a way to laugh at it, you're gonna survive. Best way to go, I guess. Poor Jenny. With her life back in disarray, Jenny does some soul-searching. She'll tell People magazine, I was in a bad mindset for five or six months. It wasn't very comfortable and it made accepting it so much harder. But when I finally did accept like we're breaking up, I had to tell myself Dave is not an option. And then just when I felt whole again, we started hanging out. (laughs) Ultimately, we both had separate learning to do. And then coming back and sharing that growth was kind of the fiber that connected us back together like I see you differently now.
1: Hmm. That's actually, that. Uh, that's a very successful separation.
0: Uh, really, very much. In February 2019, Abrams withdraws his petition to end their marriage and the couple reunites. Did she find that out in TMZ as well? No, I think you probably told her first. Mm, interesting. Okay. In May of 2022, Jenny tells Us Weekly, It's been a journey of just real personal growth for each of us. I'm nine years older than my husband. So we're kind of in different places on a personal level, and it's about accepting the other person's journey and loving them even more. That's something that's really been coming through really clearly lately. Acceptance and appreciation for having somebody that loves you enough to accept you for your flaws and all the great things about you at the same time. As of today, this particular recording session, there have not been any further reports Of another separation between Jenny Garth and Dave Abrams. Hopefully they have found the formula that works for them. Sounds like they may have. Yeah. Those, my darling, are the trashy divorces Mm -hmm. of Jenny Garth. I think, right? few trash cans, perhaps. I don't. They're all on set filled Mm -hmm. with beach balls. Sure. Large handbags. Drum kit. Picnic baskets. Drum kits. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Oh, Jenny Garth. Big greenhouses. (laughs) Ecosystems. It all works. We hope that y'all enjoyed that episode as we come back for a whole new season of Trash Candy for you.
1: Very excited to have returned. Hope your holidays were as great as possible. And uh, yeah, we got fun stuff planned for a whole
0: new period of three months. (laughs) 2023 is going to be a rocking good time over here on Trashy Divorces. Yep. We're going to be back with you on Sunday with a brand new episode. You're bringing us a great story this week, Stacey. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, check out our Patreon.com with some free episodes over at bit.ly slash trashcandy. You can join us over on Patreon for early ad-free episodes, for bonus Trashy Divorces, for dumpster dives. we got all kinds of fun stuff over there. Yep, limited series, all kinds of stuff.
1: Zoom hangouts, our favorite thing.
0: And it's just a great community of people. So that is for sure. Y'all, thanks everybody for tuning in once again. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to see you back on Sunday until we do. Keep those hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy, friends. Big love, everybody. Happy 2023. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia.